go again. Welcome, folks, to another edition of the CIAC Cast. Back to my incredibly irregular posting schedule. So we go a few weeks without an edition of the CIC cast, and now we literally have two in this matter of two or three days here as we get ready for the start of the 2019 high school sports season. I say get ready ready for the start. No disrespect intended to our cross-country athletes who actually got the ball rolling for us last week. They've been competing for a few days now, but the remaining fall sports, we're talking boys and girls soccer, field hockey, girls swimming and diving, girls volleyball, and football, all getting underway in the next few days with tomorrow being the first competition date, Thursday the 12th, the first competition date for all of those teams. So again, uh, no disrespect intended for our cross-country folks who got us started a little early, but now everyone else joins the party here in the coming days. So we are back with another edition of the CIC cast. We're going to dive into uh, a few things here. We've got two guests coming up this week and uh, really looking forward to talking to both of them. One of them is Bob Lair, the uh, an, an assistant executive director here at the CIAC. He's going to talk about something we've got going on this weekend that should be a lot of fun for fans of Connecticut High School Volleyball, which is an early season, uh, excuse me, CIAC volleyball tournament taking place in Woodbridge on Saturday the 14th. 19 teams taking part in this early season event. A lot of really good volleyball there if you want to check that out. So Bob is going to be talking uh, briefly about that to start us off. And then we have uh, probably our longest-running uh, recurring tradition here on the CIAC cast, and it's one of my favorites. Ned Griffin from uh, the Day of New London and the Lonesome Polecat blog is going to join us, and uh, he does what uh, something that's a lot of fun for us. He basically walks us through week by week through the high school football season and picks one game each week that uh, fans might want to check out, trying to uh, cover as many teams and as many regions of the, of the state as he can. So we've dubbed that. I finally have given it a title. I think I change it every year, but I'm sticking with this one now because I'm going to write it down, put it in a drawer somewhere. It is the Ned Griffin's Ultimate Connecticut High School Football Itinerary. So I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about that and uh, great conversation with Ned. Really looking forward to that as he uh, knows so much about high school football in the state of Connecticut. So we're looking forward to hearing what he has to say, walking us through uh, a very busy schedule as the season's, uh, as I said, getting underway shortly. We've got cross country that's off and running. The rest of the slate will be picking that up shortly. So that's who we have on tap here. We're going to start off with Bob Lair. Then we'll be followed up by what I assume will be a very lengthy conversation with Mr. Griffin as he walks us through uh, the Ned Griffin's Ultimate Connecticut High School Football Itinerary, trademark pending. I'm going to get that sucker uh, committed to memory as we uh, we go through. Ned uh, knows so much high school football, really going to enjoy uh, talking to him. And I think we're uh, planning to have uh, a little contest uh, revolved around his uh, his itinerary uh, in the coming days. So keep an eye out for that as well on our social media channels as we uh, promote uh, the upcoming the upcoming uh, high school sports season. Really looking forward to it. So as always, we appreciate you listening to the CIAC cast. You can uh, listen to us on iTunes. Hope you do. Uh, please subscribe and rate and leave a review. We would love that. You can also find us on Google Play. And Stitcher, you can subscribe any of those places so you don't miss an episode and you get uh, your feed filled up here in the last uh, last few days as we're coming to you with two episodes this week. And then hopefully we'll get back to our regular every other week schedule uh, throughout the remainder of the fall season. Got a long way to go to get to those championships uh, later in the fall. So look forward to that. Hope you will uh, subscribe again on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, all the places you can find uh, the CIAC cast along with on the CIAC website, CIAC Sports. Dot com is the website. Uh, also, hope you check out all of our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Instagram at CIAC Sports. Really hoping to kind of bolster that Instagram account this year. Going to be bringing you uh, images from around the, the world of high school sports all season long. Uh, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports as well. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, if you search for CAS-CIAC uh, on YouTube, you will find our YouTube channel, our minute colleague. Uh, I keep calling everybody new colleagues. John Holt has been with us now almost a year, but doing wonderful work telling stories, uh, some visual storytelling there as well on the YouTube channel. So hope you'll check all of that out uh, as we go forward. It's going to be a lot of fun, another high school sports season. Uh, not too much new on CIACsports.com, considering we just came to you. But uh, if you haven't checked it out, as always, you've got all of your schedules and uh, schedules and results will be available there as we get through the new season. You can subscribe for email alerts for your uh, your favorite team. 
We posted yesterday, uh, as uh, yesterday was World Suicide Prevention Day, a story that we actually posted a couple of years ago, but uh, I think we bring it back for every uh, World Suicide Prevention Day about a great program called Lax to Live uh, that is being run by the Brian T. Daigle Foundation. I uh, hope you'll check that out, working on suicide awareness uh, prevention and, and things like that in the world of boys lacrosse. So that's a, a, an interesting story. Hope you'll check that out as well. Uh, some of the same things. we talk, There's a story there about the early season volleyball event. If you're looking for more information, uh, prior to that, uh, thank you to George Sinnott, our, uh, our recently passed uh, former Unified Sports Director here. So if you checked us out last time, lots of good things on CICsports.com. And again, Tournament Central, it's got all your tournament dates. If you want to start marking your calendar where you think you're going to be as we get into uh, late November for the uh, fall championships and then the football championships, which are going to be uh, very late in December this year, the way the uh, schedule falls. So we'll uh, hopefully uh, be in good condition for those as well. So check out all of it at CICsports.com. I don't want to take up too much time here because I want to get to our guests. So uh, we do want to mention again our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation remind you to please keep your cell phone, your mobile device parked away when you are in the call. One text or call could wreck it all. Not worth uh, putting yourself at risk, putting others at risk when you are behind the wheel. Just press play on the CIAC cast or if you must, some other podcast, whatever you're listening to, but keep your phone tucked away. It is not worth it. We don't want to put yourself at risk, put other people at risk. Please do not drive distracted and encourage your other family members and friends to keep the phone parked away when you are behind the wheel. One text or call could wreck it all. That's the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of transportation. All of that said, let's get to our guests. I mentioned Bob Lair is going to kick things off. We'll have talked to him about some early season volleyball taking place in the state of Connecticut. I am here with CIC executive staff member, Dr. Bob Lair, who's uh, put in a lot of work to get the girls' high school volleyball season off to a big start with the uh, event going on this weekend. So, Bob, thanks for joining us to talk a little uh, early season volleyball. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit. We've got uh, coming up this weekend, Saturday the uh, uh, in September, we're going to have the CIAC Early Season Block Party Tournament at the CT Sports Center in Woodbridge. Uh, 20 teams involved in that competition. So I guess the my first question is, what was sort of the genesis uh, of this event? What made you and, and sort of the volleyball committee kind of uh, want to put this event on and, and have CIAC be involved in a, in a regular season event like this? Um, well, several years ago, the Board of Control passed uh, or gave approval uh, to both boys and girls volleyball to have two tournaments as part of their 20-game schedule. And uh, it is providing an opportunity for schools uh, to host other teams and host their own tournament and uh, actually make a little bit of money for their program if they so choose. chose. Uh, but we also saw that not many teams were doing that, not many schools were doing it. It got off to a slow start. So last year was the first year for our uh, early season tournament. This year it's Saturday, September 14th, as you said, at Connecticut Sports Center starting at 8.30. And we have actually it's 19 teams now because one of the teams had to drop out because uh, they had a lot of illness and injuries on the team. So we're down to 19. Um, but the impetus was to uh, show people that it's a really good experience for kids. Many, many girls in Connecticut are playing club volleyball and they're very familiar with the club format and we also know that in many states uh, some states and club volleyball are at odds with each other I didn't think that was the right path for our for our state so what we've tried to do is embrace the club volleyball format and as I said our schools are permitted to play three tournaments during the season now it was, it was a nice concession by our board of control and uh, we were seeing more teams are starting to uh, can at least consider the club format for uh, their regular season. Ram, for instance, is running a wonderful tournament in October. They call it the Fall Brawl. And last year, I believe it was their first year also. So uh, we're starting to see some growth in that area. What are you sort of in, in talking to coaches and, and sort of being involved in this this process? What is the, the benefit for the teams to, to you know, to be able to partake in, in these kind of experiences where they're, you know, not just playing a single match, but playing uh, many, many matches over the course of a day? Well, in our case, because it's early season, it's a good transition for kids that play club volleyball because, again, they're used to the format. Uh, the other thing it does in our particular tournament, it gives teams an opportunity to play a lot of volleyball. Uh early in the season and really get them ready for the rest of the season. It gives coaches an opportunity to see 
uh, how their position strategy is, what their offense and defensive strategies are, and they can make adjustments actually during that day. Uh, we, we know that each team will play at least eight games. We play uh, in, uh, against each opponent, a school, a particular school will play two 25-point games. Just as in club, we start at 4-4. Four, four. Mm-hmm. And so they're really 21-point games. And then uh, they'll have a round-robin tournament in the morning. And then about uh, 11.30 or noon, uh, all that round-robin play will be finished. Then we're going to go into an elimination tournament in the afternoon. Last year, the tournament ran too long. I acknowledge that. And this year, we're determined to have the tournament over by 3 or 3.30. Uh, you talked about that uh, a little bit. What was uh, some of the response? And, and you said this is the second year now we've uh, done the CIC sort of uh, version of this event. What was the, the response and, and some of the feedback, uh, both positive and, and maybe negative, that you got last year? And, and how have you adapted uh, to the event this year? Well, because it was the first year last year, uh, the tournament absolutely went a couple hours too long. And that's the major adjustment we're making this year. Gail Erickson from the former Bristol Eastern, very successful Bristol Eastern coach, uh, is the tournament director, and she will uh, reseed the tournament. We already have the seeding done for the first round, for the round robin, and then after that can, is completed, she will reseed it for the elimination tournament. Uh, as far as the positive, we had lots of positive feedback. Uh, it was good because we had some really good schools in. I think we had two or three state champions in the, in the tournament, but we also had teams that were struggling with their program, and it gave everybody an opportunity to get that early season play in. And the nice thing was all but one or two teams wanted to come back this year. Mm-hmm. So we have most the majority of the teams that are returning were in the, the first year of the tournament. I would like to see it continue to grow. We, we love having it at the Connecticut Sports Center because uh, they sponsor Connecticut Juniors Volleyball. And, but it's five courts. They're really, really nice courts, and it's an air-conditioned facility. So as you know, early in September, it can be extremely hot. Uh, but we have that advantage, so it's a really good facility and good venue for the for the tournament. Excellent. Well, we look forward to uh, an excellent day of volleyball uh, uh, this coming Saturday, and uh, as you said, uh, begins at eight thirty. And uh, we hope uh, people will come and fill out the gym and, and give some good attention to this sport as we uh, begin the long season, but uh, get some teams off to good starts. So, Bob, thanks very much, and uh, hope folks uh, will consider going to check out the action this weekend in uh, in Woodbridge. Thank you, Joel. Thanks very much to Bob. Hope fans will uh, consider it's a great early season event. You want to? Uh, you're a fan of high school volleyball? Great way to go and check out. As I said, 19 different teams. Uh, three of our defending state champions will be there this year. Several other uh, semifinalists and quarterfinalists from CIC tournaments last year. A lot of really strong volleyball programs and and teams trying to get some experience and some good competition in early in the year. And with that, let's get to Ned Griffin. We mentioned the day of New London, the Lonesome Polecat blog. He is a, uh, a a devourer of high school football content and information in the state of Connecticut. So as I said, he's going to walk us through the season. We're going to find a game to check out each and every week. Hope you will uh, take a listen and uh, and hear all the good stuff Ned has to share in the Ned Griffin's. Hold on, I got to pull up my notes here again. Ned Griffin's Ultimate Connecticut High School Football Itinerary. The high school football season, and well, the high school athletic season is rapidly approaching, but we're talking football specifically because we have Ned Griffin from the Day of New London on the phone with us. He's going to help us uh, preview the high school upcoming high school football season as only he can. So, Ned, uh, as always, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad uh, you asked. Did a little uh, did a little research here. I believe this is now the sixth edition of this little uh, endeavor that you and I have done the last few years, and I and I think uh, this is an exciting announcement for me. I think I finally dis- decided on a name for what we're doing here because I think I change it every year. But this year we're going with Ned Griffin's Ultimate Connecticut High School Football Itinerary. So we're going to trademark that bad boy. Uh, and for those who haven't been with us uh, previously, what we asked Ned to do is walk us through the high school football season week by week, picking uh, one game, and, and sometimes Ned uh, cheats a little bit and gives us a second game, but we allow that kind of thing, um, to, that fans are going to want to check out, and, uh, and and he will hopefully he gives us a nice cross-section of the state of Connecticut and the high school football season. So with that said, I'm mostly going to get out of the way and let uh, Mr. Griffin do his thing here. So let's, uh, Ned, what are we going to do for week one? Where are you starting out the, uh, the 2019 high school football season in Connecticut? All right. Well, week one, uh, we are going to take a long drive up gate uh, and go to Watertown to see Derby against Watertown. Um, Derby last year, 
went uh, four and six, not the kind of year they wanted, but they do return some talent this year, such as Zarian Montgomery. He was a Class uh, S All-State defensive back last year. Uh, he can also run, rush for almost 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. Uh, you know, for Watertown, they had a bit of an off-season as well, uh, coming off of a 2017 playoff appearance. Uh, the good news from this year is that they returned eight on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. including quarterback uh, Xavier Powell and running back Anthony Velarde. Now, ideally, <clears throat> we would have recommended going to Derby in week two because they will be finally getting back on their uh, on their own field. Right, they've been playing most of the last two years away from home as a been getting renovated, mm-hmm. um, but the uh, the Ryan Athletic co- uh, Complex is ready to go now. It is looking swanker than swank, and I'm bringing this all up because they were having a bit of overrun of cost there mm-hmm. at the uh, Derby's facility, and the Joan Caden came out and stepped up and helped out. Her, uh, her father was the valedictorian at Derby in 1915. And according to what Mike Fornabaya wrote for the Game Time CT website, she gave them $20 million to get that place fixed up. Nice. And looking at the photos, oh, my God. Yeah. It is something else. So, anyways, uh, people, you might want to go check out Turpy's new facility <laughs> Or I should say remodeled facility because, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. But for week one, you'll be going to see them at Watertown. All right. Week one, Derby at Watertown. I think that may be, uh, I'd have to uh, double check, but I don't remember uh, either of those teams being featured uh, last year. So that's exciting. We're already off to a, a start with some new squads. So where are we going uh, week two? Week two, going to North Haven to see Bunnell play North Haven. Um this will be a this week two will be a big week for the Connecticut High School Football Alliance, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the best things that happened to high school football in a long while. Uh, for those who do not know about it, uh, basically it was put together between the ECC, SEC, and SWC, as they were all having troubles scheduling games in their conference uh, because the haves and the have-nots. Uh, let's say the have-nots wanted a few more games against some fellow have-nots. Sure. I guess that would be one nicer way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what? That's really not fair. Well, you know, small schools, large schools, you know, that's what all those three conferences are dealing with, and there was a bit of disparity. So the three conferences got together and uh, started scheduling games between like-sized schools or schools that uh, have had the same success or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the alliance is up to five of the conferences this year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. five conferences across the state. Uh, Eighty-four teams are going to be involved, and that brings us to Bunnell and North Haven. These are both two Class L playoff teams last season. Uh, Bunnell has a new head coach this year in Taiwan Jenkins. Uh, he's a former New London uh, standout lineman. Uh, one thing about Bunnell is they never lack speed, mm-hmm. um, and they also were fortunate to bring back seven on both sides of the ball. That includes a senior quarterback, Brian Carafiello. He threw for over 1,300 yards and then 12 touchdowns last year. Uh, Javon Eggleston, he's got a shot to be the new lead tailback this year. Uh, he's not too bad on defense either with 50 tackles and four interceptions at D-back. Uh, North Haven is a team that is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, for one, head coach Tony Sagnella is as salt to the earth as they come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other reason that North Haven is has a special place in our heart is because they are the state masters of God's Father's offense. Uh, for those of you who do not know what God's Father's <laughs> offense is, that is the single wing. Uh, they've run the unbalanced line. they got four guys shifting around in the backfield, and they run, 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 run. Um, they 
got a few guys that got to replace this year, but they do return their leading ball carrier from last year, Corey Hicks. Uh, he rushed for over 500 yards and five touchdowns. Note that he led the team with only 91 carries because they have a very democratic backfield in North of Haven every right. year. Everybody gets touches. Uh, and uh, he's also going to be fortunate, he and the other running backs are running behind some large individuals, such as Luke Maruka. He goes 6'2", 255. And Joe Seattle, another lineman, goes 5'9", 287. So uh, that's going to be a fun uh, interconference game between Benel from the SWC and North Haven of the SCC, and could be a preview of what's to come in Class L. Absolutely. No, you got it. The uh, the uh, the uh, the scheduling alliance has created, uh, particularly early in the year, when we get some of these cross uh, cross league matchups. Really, sort of almost a it has kind of the CIC tournament feel to it, where suddenly you get these schools that maybe uh, would only be matched up uh, in previous editions in the CIC uh, championships to uh, to get out there on the field. So uh, it's always Absolutely. interesting this time of year. So all right, uh, week three. Where are we headed in week three? Week three, we're going to do another alliance matchup. Uh, Hillhouse from the SCC is headed north to go play at defending class S champion Bloomfield Ooh. from the Central Connecticut Conference. Uh, two programs who have a few state titles between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillhouse. Uh, Hillhouse got off to a rough start last year. They lost their first five games. And about that point, uh, they decided to shake things up a little bit and start uh, looking forward to this season. Uh, they are lucky now because uh, doing that, they now have eight back on both sides of the ball. Um, they have two good defensive tackles in Greg Chambers and Kennard Fuller. Uh, they were also the team's top two tacklers. Uh, Hillhouse is going to need uh, Greg and Kennard and basically the entire defensive line, to get as much pass rush as they can against Bloomfield as the Warhawks return one of the best receiving tandems in the state in senior Anthony Simpson and sophomore Javon Massey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simpson had 17 catches last year for 482 yards and eight touchdowns. He particularly shined during the Class S championship win with five catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Javon, he led Bloomfield in catches last year with 30. He had 607 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns. So right. 14 touchdowns on 30 catches is a pretty good ratio. Yes. And he's also pretty man-sized at 6'2", 210. <laughs> and again, he's a sophomore. That's not too bad. Nope. So if you do not have a, you don't have a pass rush or defensive backs against Bloomfield, you have problems. Uh, and compounding issues for opponents is that uh, Deron Brighton is back for his third year at quarterback for Bloomfield. He threw for 2,300 yards and 37 touchdowns last year. He might be throwing for even more this year. So Hillhouse-Bloomfield is your matchup for week three. Excellent. Definitely another one, as you say, that uh, schools that maybe uh, we're not used to seeing uh, face off against each other uh, until at the at the most CIC uh, turn, postseason time. All right. Week four, we're starting to uh, we turn the calendar to October. What do we have uh, as things start to get a little chilly there in October in week four? Week four, this could be the game of the year. Uh, St. Joseph's, the defending class M champion, it goes to New Keenan, last year's double L runner up. Um, St. Joe's has won two state titles the last two seasons. Uh, they went from they won S two years ago, M last year. This year they go up to Class L, and if they win another one, they might be going to the FCS. <laughs> um, they return seven on defense. That's going to be their strength this year. Uh, that includes linebacker Alex uh, Paglarini. He had 89 tackles and eight and a half sacks, and they had a pretty stout and pretty active nose guard last year in Jermaine Williams, uh, who made life hell for a lot of teams despite mm-hmm. his youth. Um, St. Joe's has got a little work to do at quarterback. They'll be breaking a new quarterback this year. They've uh, got a few receivers, new receivers. They have to break. Oh, I shouldn't say that. They, they lost some receivers, but they have others back. Right. Um, but they may not cast the ball with as much frequency as they'd like to, but 
that is not going to be an issue as they return running back Jaden Sheridan, all state back, who mm-hmm. ran for almost 14,000, yeah, 14,000, no, 1,400. <laughs> Jeez, ran for 14,000. It's a busy man. Anyway, yeah, I mean, that would be that would be something else. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he ran for over almost fourteen hundred yards and twenty six touchdowns last year, uh, and he they he's got enough uh, experienced linemen to block for him. Um, St. Joe's is definitely going to be a class L contender. Uh, New Canaan is New Canaan every year. Uh, they have a four year starting quarterback in Drew Pine who is uh, already committed to play football at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yes, Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, he threw for 30 touchdowns last year and is right now seventh on the list for career state uh, passing yardage at 7,304 uh, yards. Uh, Keenan's got some holes to fill on offense, but they do have enough guys to lean on on defense to get them through the early part of the season. Uh, they have seven guys back, including uh, Lyman Matt Riggione, who led them last year with nine sacks. Um, St. Joseph won the last two games against New Canaan. They skunked them uh, last year, 28 nothing to open the season when mm-hmm. New Canaan was everyone's pick to be the number one team. Uh, and as mentioned, these are now two teams that are both in Class L, and that's noteworthy as the number one team in the state is Hand, and that is the two-time L champion. Mm-hmm. So uh, this could be a preview of a Class L playoff game and also a good look at uh, what could be facing Hand sometime down the road. So St. Joe's at New Keenan, Friday, October 4th, game of the year. All right. Yeah, definitely a, a fun, uh, pr- projecting anyway, to be a fun season in, uh, in CIC Class L uh, this time around 2019. All right, continuing on, uh, week five, uh, early now mid-October. Uh, what do you have for us? Okay, we're going back to the Alliance schedule, and this looks to be the best Alliance game of them all, Newtown at Shelton. Um, Newtown, for those who might have forgotten, they were the team that ended Darian's three-year reign of terror in Double L last year by knocking the Blue Wave out in the state quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Um, Newtown also uh, earned a, a soft spot for me, or because, <laughs> uh, as they like to run the ball and they like to run the ball a lot. Uh, head coach Bob Patterson said after they. Smashed North Street Academy last year that their team motto is meet me in the A-gap. <laughs> and I need to have that put on a shirt. Um, <clears throat> Newtown has more than enough people back from last year's, uh, last year's team and certainly more than enough size. Uh, they have offensive linemen such as Kyle Good at 6'3", 275. Uh, Zach Loomis at 5'11", 220. And James Knox at 6'4", 240. And if that wasn't enough math, uh, fullback Jared Dunn will become a lead back this year, and he goes six three two twenty. So Newtown is going to look to continue to trample your face if at all possible. <laughs> Shelton um, has been one of the SEC's best run programs going on three decades now. Um, they generally like to have a high-flying offense if possible, spread you out, uh, pitch you with the pass, open up the running lanes. Uh, but they are going to be looking for a new quarterback this year, and they have some holes to fill at receiver. And based on their personnel, they might be adopting the same kind of philosophy as a new town, and that is just to mash and bash. Mm-hmm. Um, Giorgio Gazi. He's been the understudy for the last two years at running back. This is his time now as a senior. Uh, he goes 5'11", 230. Uh, the line, oh my goodness. Sheldon's offensive line, folks. You have center Kyle Corby at 6'1", 281. Mm-hmm. Guards, Dame Anderson, 6'1", 270. Craig Ferris, 6'2", 250. Tackles. Jacob Falcioni at 6'4", 261, and Isaiah Deloach at 6'6", 325. Oh, hello. Okay. 
Uh, Hulk smash. That's what it looks like for Shelton this year. Uh, and you know, as people can figure out by uh, figured out by now, I like to see teams run the ball. Mm-hmm. I like seeing uh, old school blue collar smash them, bash them football. Uh, Newtown Shelton on paper, it could be that kind of game. Not for the faint of hearts. So, week five, Newtown at Shelton. Oh, and by the way, uh, two teams that qualified for the Double L playoffs last season and have a very good shot of returning to the Double L playoffs and making a run to the state title this season. No question, as you say. So, uh, lots of good things there. And I got now have to put it out as a challenge to our uh, our listeners. Uh, the first person this season who presents Ned Griffin with a Meet Me at the A-Gap t-shirt, uh, we're going to get you featured on the uh, the CIAC Twitter account. So, we're putting that out there right now. Ned Griffin wants a t-shirt, and uh, and we need to make that happen, uh, Connecticut high school football fans. So, week six, there it is. Yeah. Excuse me, week five. Now on to week six, which will put us halfway through the uh, the regular season. What do we have? Where are we headed? Okay, now we're going to start to do a little bit of cheating here. All right. Um, week six, we're going back to the Alliance. Sheehan at Barlow. Mm. Um, these two teams have a little bit of history now, despite being in two different conferences. Sheehan's from the SCC. Barlow is from the SWC. Uh, two years ago, Barlow went up to play Sheehan in the Classic and quarterfinals. Sheehan was uh, the three seed, and a popular pick to make a run at the state title. And Barlow uh, got the better of him, 47-34 to 34 that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barlow went back to Sheehan last year for a regular season game, and Sheehan got its pound of flesh with a 49-6 to 6 win. And now the teams are back facing each other, this time up in Reading. Um, Sheehan, uh, they've moved down this year from Class M to Class S. Uh, and they've graduated a lot from one of their best teams in a while. Uh, but uh, don't mistake in them being smaller and for lesser talents. Uh, Sheehan has one of the state's best running backs and a senior by the name of Terrence Bogan. He ran for a state-high 2,481 yards last year uh, at 10 yards a clip. And that would be a first down every carry, ladies and gentlemen. Sure, yeah. Um, and he also had 34 touchdowns. And you really can't totally go out all out to stop him either, as teammate Jordan Davis at receiver had 27 catches for seven touchdowns. Uh, moving over to Barlow, uh, not too many teams still run the option anymore, but thankfully Barlow still does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they return their leading rusher and quarterback Brett Hugo. He ran for 771 yards and 11 touchdowns. And his backfield makes Dave Cusack, James Porter, and Aiden Gale. Uh, the three of them alone combined for 803 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, one other note about Barlow is that they have a new head coach in T.J. Cavallari. <laughs> T.J. takes over for Rob Tynan, who was Mr. Barlow football for 27 years. So this is uh, Barlow's first new coach since 1991. So the times are a change up there at Barlow. Although they're still going to be running the triple option, God bless them. <laughs> so, Sheen at Barlow will be your game on Friday night, October 18th. Okay. Uh, now, the next morning or next afternoon, uh, you're going to go to see Bullet Havens at Abbott Tech Immaculate. Ooh, all right. Uh, we have to include at least one Connecticut Technical Conference game on this list. Mm-hmm. And these two teams might be the class of the conference. Uh, Bullet Havens made Class S last season. ATI just missed M, and they have still yet to make the playoffs since they've gone to a co-op. Bullet Havens got several guys back on both sides of the ball. That includes senior quarterback Cyrus Cotto. He threw for almost 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns and ran for another two. Uh, The United which is what they call Abbott Tech and Immaculate. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got a lot back. That includes Anthony Frazier, their running back, who ran for almost 1,100 yards and seven key touchdowns last year with two touchdown catches. Uh, quarterback CJ, and this is a tough one for me, Cianfioni. Sure, I think you nailed right? it. Nailed CJ. it. 
Uh, he threw for almost 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Those two are amongst the many who returned for the United. Uh, when these two teams played last year, Bullet Havens just got past them 14 to 8. This time, they're going to be playing at Danbury at the United Field. Uh, we shall see what happens in the rematch between these two teams and, again, possibly two of the best teams in the CTC. All right. I like, uh, well, well, as I say, we, uh, we allow, uh, Ned a little creative license with his, uh, you know, one game per week when he, uh, when he, when he deems it necessary. So we'll, uh, we'll allow the, the two game week, particularly because they are on different days. So there's no reason you shouldn't be going out to, to two high school football games at a minimum, uh, every weekend when there are games on Friday and Saturday night. So we'll, we, uh, allowed, we, uh, permitted and, uh, and we move forward. Week seven, uh, getting into the tail end of October here. What are we looking at for week seven? Week seven, uh, again, we're going to do uh, a doubleheader this weekend. All right. Uh, week seven, Friday night, October 25th, East Hartford at Southington. Uh, these two teams played two of the more memorable games the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, East Hartford scored twice in the final two minutes and 15 seconds to stun the Blue Knights 27-20. It was the first regular season loss Southington has suffered in a long, long while. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, Southington fell behind by 14, twice in the first quarter alone. Uh, it then rattled off 28 straight points and pulled out a 42-27 win. Lots of offensive fireworks. Uh, both teams, uh, they both sort of took it hard with graduation. Uh, he started much more than Southington did. Uh, Southington has been a consistent football factory low these many years and just keeps churning out talents and never lacks numbers. Mm-hmm. And again, these two have put on some uh, a lot of fireworks the last few years, so you're going to be headed for East Hartford, Southington on Friday, October 25th. And then the next afternoon, late afternoon, uh, Darian at Greenwich. Ah, okay. Uh, these two have combined for the last four double up titles. Uh, Greenwich is the defending champion. Uh, Blue Wave should be ornery this <laughs> season after having their three year streak of uh, double up titles ended. Um, they always have a pretty nasty defense, and this year's looks to be the same with the likes of senior linebacker Sam Wilson back. Uh, he tied. In tackles last year at 79, and uh, classmate Will Boffel at defensive end, he also returns, and he was a menace last year, his first year as a starter. Uh, he really made his mark um, against St. Joe's last year. When St. Joe's was number one, uh, he was everywhere, mm-hmm. particularly the backfield. Greenwich, uh, they graduated, seems almost everybody. Um, even head coach uh, John Marinelli has moved on. He has taken assistant coaching gig at Arizona. Mm-hmm. That would be the University of Arizona. Right. Uh, and uh, that's after he got Greenwich back to the back to the perch, the high perch that our Greenwich football fans have come to expect. Uh, not all is bad for the Cardinals. Uh, they do have the state's third largest boys enrollment at over 1,400. Sure. And they take free football very seriously there in Greenwich. Um, just took a quick look at their roster, and that they have 102 players presently listed mm-hmm. on the varsity alone. That should help. Um, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> um, Anthony Morello is new head coach, former player, uh, former assistant. He now gets the gets the reins of the program, and uh, he has one of the state's most dynamic players in junior AJ Barber. Uh, Mr. Barber put on an absolute show last year in the double L final yep. by catching 10 passes for 157 yards and three touchdowns. And he also threw a touchdown for 28 yards on a halfback option play. Uh, so he will be getting a lot of looks this year as Greenwich overhauls and retools and reloads for another plus double L title defense. So, Go see this one, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday, October 26th at 4 p.m.
There you go. Late afternoon. There you really uh, can even sleep in and still make it way. You're too uh, down to Greenwich on a on a Saturday afternoon. All right. So another two game week. Another two game week. We love it. Let's move on to week eight. Uh, we are uh, approaching November. What do we have here as we get into uh, starting to inch towards the tail end of the season? Week eight. I'm going to do Platt at Windsor. Uh, two of the best looking teams in the Central Connecticut Conference's Division Two. <clears throat> um, Platt, they might be doing a lot of running this year based on their personnel. Uh, they had Roberto Salas last year emerge as their bell cow running back. He mm-hmm. ran for over 1,300 yards with 11 touchdowns. And Platt has got four of their linemen back, including LaShawn Hill, who goes 5'11", 275, and Jalen John, who goes 5'11", 255. So four good-sized linemen and a bell cow running back. Just keep running that ball, baby. (laughs) Windsor is going to be Windsor, and that means they're going to be good, as they always seem to be. Uh, Courtney Jackson returns the quarterback. Uh, They're also getting Jaden Murphy back at running back. He was supposed to be their lead back last year before he tore his ACL. And the offensive line... Uh, although it returns just one starter in Kobe Foster, just looking at the roster, there are a lot of potential very, very large men who be, may be lining up alongside him, so all should be well there. And again, Windsor has just been one of the most consistent programs in the state of Connecticut. Uh, they and Southington have been the sort of the flag bearers for the CCC low these many years. Mm-hmm. And generally, the Division two titles, even though they broke it up in two divisions, uh, uh, Windsor has been the best in the Division two tier. So, Platt wants to shake that up this year. So, Platt Windsor, November first, week eight. I like it. Getting uh, starting to uh, move into that uh, that chilly weather. Those running games are going to uh, presumably be very very important. Week nine, what do we have? Week nine, we're going to finally get in a Eastern Connecticut Conference game. Killingly at NFA, mm-hmm. uh, this, on paper, should be the best game in ECC this year. It certainly was the best game in ECC last season, as Killingly beat NFA and won in an absolute downpour, 12-6 to in overtime. Um, Killingly has been the state's home office for the RPO. Uh, most places, RPO means run-pass option. At Killingly, the RPO is run people over. <laughs> uh, Chad Neal, their head coach, needs to get that trademark, and I also need to get that on T-shirt people. All right. I like free things. I like <laughs> lots of free things. Um, they will have to be breaking in a new running back this year. That'll go to Jackson Lopes, who ran for almost 700 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Uh, he will be enabled by an offensive line that returns three in Ben Moran, a guard. He goes 5'10", 275. Justin Mato, another tackle at 5'9", 286. And fellow tackle Jacob Gallarza at 6'4", 245. Yes, Kelly will still be running people over. Uh, NSA, they return even more offensive linemen than Killingly. They have four back, including guard Joe Stick. Uh, their tailback last year, Sean Preston, emerged as one of the top running backs in the ECC last year. Uh, he ran for almost 900 yards and 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will most likely be getting many, many, many more yards this year and more carries as NFA needs to find a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and uh, NFA will be looking for revenge this year against Killing after last season. Killing at NFA, November 8th. All right, we're moving uh, out into uh, to Ned's part of the state, so he uh, certainly appreciates that. If you're going to come visit him, as he said, bring him another T-shirt. We move on to uh, to week nine. We got to keep him fully clothed here as we go go through the season. What do we have? Uh, or excuse me, week ten. We already just did week nine. Week ten. What are we looking at? Week ten is the SEC game of the year. Shelton at hand uh, at the Surf Club. Um, Bring a coat, ladies and gentlemen. It's always 20 degrees colder at the surf club than anywhere else in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hand, as mentioned earlier, is your defending two-time, two-time Class L champion. Uh, it's 
got a few spots at Finland on defense. The offense should be an absolute menace again. Uh, the offense last year averaged 50.2 points a game, okay. which would rank 11th all-time in the state of Connecticut. Uh, they are fortunate enough to return two-year starter Phoenix Billings at quarterback. Uh, he may be the state's best quarterback. He's certainly one of his most versatile. As he threw for almost 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. in addition to running for 578 yards and 11 touchdowns, um, and I'll note that he averaged 14.5 yards a carry. That's really good. Yes. Uh, and he, if he doesn't want to run the ball himself, he can just give, hand it off to Bruiser Colin McCabe, who ran for almost 1,400 yards and 33 touchdowns. Um, Hands got a does not lack uh, some large men up front either. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Ben Corniello. He's returned back on both sides of the line. He goes six two two fifty. He's also one of the uh, returnees on the defense and needs to retool. Uh, he led the team with eleven and a half sacks last year. We've already mentioned about Shelton and how large and how physical they should be. Yep. So. Uh, here is your game of the year right now, number one hand against a Shelton team with designs on being the double L champion. This is going to be a doozy, folks. No question. As you said, dress warmly and uh, and go enjoy some uh, some excellent SEC football at the Surf Club on uh, on November the fifteenth. All right, we are uh, we are getting down to it here, week eleven, uh, second to last week of the season. What do we got? All right, quick double shot here. All right. Uh, Friday, November 22nd, Berlin at New Britain. Ooh, okay. Uh, these programs are both hit pretty hard by graduation, which is never really an issue, as they always have enough talent to replenish themselves. Uh, other reason to go see this game is that this might be the state's most bitter rivalry. Uh, it's like lemon smothered in uh, dark chocolate kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, other reason to go see this one is New Britain's band. Uh, New Britain's band generally has more members than most football teams, <laughs> and no one has better groove or funk than they do. They're awesome. Go see Berlin and New Britain. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the band. All right. Um, and then next day, Hall at Conard, mm-hmm. Saturday, November 13th, 1 p.m. affair. Uh, it's the Battle of West Hartford. All's got to be said. All right. We like it. Two rivalry games here as we uh, go down to the tail end of the season. And then here we go. It is uh, Thanksgiving uh, week, the final week of the CIAC uh, Connecticut High School football regular season. Where are you sending us, good sir? Sorry to say thanks for having me. I you? did. I did. I'm on the phone with Ned Griffin. That's what I uh, what I do. You brainwashed me. Thanksgiving. We'll yeah. stick. I'll stick. I'll let that be your thing, and I'll stick with the uh, the traditional. Where are we going? Grabbing week, and because <laughs> it's grabbing week, we're going to do a triple shot. Here we go. All right. All right. Tuesday, November twenty-sixth, going to do Valley Regional Old Lime at Adam Cullingworth. Uh, HK ruined the Warriors' Thanksgiving holiday last year uh, as they beat them for the first time in seven years. That earned them a Class S playoff berth, which they used to go all the way to their second state final in forty-three years. Um, that win also shuts Valley out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So Valley will be definitely looking for a little revenge. Um, Valley has got some spots to fill in the offensive backfield and the receiver. Uh, what's good for them is that they return enough folks on both the offensive and defensive lines to help out. Um, amongst the returnees on the line are seniors Ben Conrad and juniors Kyle Metz and Weston Bolisle. Um, and although Valley does need the uh, Wooly breaking in a new quarterback, uh, new receivers and running back, Valley never ever seems to lack athletes despite their small stature. So they'll find someone. Uh, Ace K on paper looks to be the team to beat in the Pequot Football League or Football Conference, depending on what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I've seen them call it both things. Uh, and there's probably not going to be a bigger nightmare in the Pequots than HK particularly given the size of their offensive line. Um, they return senior Trey Callender. He goes 6'2", 270. Uh, his classmate, Chris Moore, goes 6'6", 215. And they have a junior, Thomas Perry, who goes 6'1", 260. 
Uh, so those three will be trekking a lot of people this year. Um, they returned one of their leading rushers in Dalton Moden. He ran for almost 1,400 yards last year for a team-high 21 touchdowns. Um, HK um, was another team that earned our love last year mm-hmm. because they like to run God's offense. <laughs> that would be the double wing. Um, because I like bringing these things up, HK last year ran it 627 sexy times, 4,065 yards and 60 touchdowns. Wow. That's how the game's supposed to be played. Run the damn ball, people. <laughs> knock off this forward pass stuff. Anyways, uh, Valley versus Valley at HK. You're grabbing EVE's game. All right. Battle of the Principal Cup. There you go. Um, the next night, that would be Wednesday, November 27. Thanks for grabbing EVE. West Haven at Fairfield Prep. Ooh. A battle of uh, two bruising double L programs. Um Maybe it's all made up in my mind. Maybe it's a narrative I made up for myself, but it seems like the unexpected has happened in this rivalry since it began way back in the 90s. Um, the unexpected certainly happened last year, and not because the underdog won, but uh, because Prep scored seven first-half touchdowns <laughs> and went on to beat West Haven 62 to 12, Army, all 63 right. to 12. Mm. Um, no one drops 63 points in West Haven. No one. So, I will assume that leading into that game, the West East head coaches will be reminding the players of that score on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, prep, um, they've got some spots to fill, uh, but that's never an issue for them. Uh, they do return their quarterback, J.P. Arapioli. Uh, he threw for almost 2,000 yards last year and 23 touchdowns in helping the Jesuits get to the double L semifinals. Uh, prep certainly looks like they have enough back, despite uh, you know having some spots to play. Look, have enough back to get back to the double playoffs. Um, although they're going to have to get past West Haven first, and West Haven should not be happy going into this game on Thanksgiving Eve. Absolutely not. So, where do we go on our uh, on our Thanksgiving holiday? Where are we spending our morning before we uh, we start devouring way too much food? All right, you'll be spending things grabbing day in the valley. Ooh. And Sonia at Naugatuck. Okay. Uh, there are many, many great rivalry games. I uh, could have sent you two on this one, this day. Um, Darren and New Canaan has arguably been the wildest series the last seven years on things grabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's Stonington Westerly, which draws as well as any game that the state does and is the oldest continual Thanksgiving Day game in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's now 101 consecutive Thanksgiving Day games. Uh, but we're going to do Ensoning and Naugatuck as no matter no matter how things change, Ensoning and Naugatuck will still be one of the most in, enduring rivalries in the state of Connecticut. Um, and this will be the 120th edition of the rivalry. Um, last game was a doozy. Uh, and Sonia led Naugatuck by 14 on two separate occasions last year, but Naugatuck would not go down and not go quietly. Uh, quarterback John Mezzo rallied his team back to tie it with seven minutes and 54 seconds left mm-hmm. in the game. Um, Mr. Mezzo went on to throw for 228 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and Sonia rallied right back. Sheldon Shure threw an eight-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Caffero with 419 left. And then Shaquem Harmon went on to add a 41-yard touchdown run uh, to make the score look a little better, a little easier than it was. And so he got 34-22 win. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, it was back and forth there for a bit. Uh, and those individuals I just ran off, uh, Shaquem Harmon, uh, Tyler Cafaro, Sheldon Shure, and uh, John Mazum, they're all back. And let's hope that their 120th edition of the rivalry is just as good as last year's. Trent, tremendous. We look forward to that as well. A busy, uh, a busy three-game weekend for uh, for fans who are truly committed to uh, to Connecticut high school football, as we know you are. So let me quickly uh, uh, go yeah, through the schedule. Yeah, we're committed all right. What's that? So yeah, we're committed all right. Yeah, committed all right. That's uh, that's what we say about Ned. Let's quickly uh, run through this here and and see. Uh, make sure you got everything we want here. All right, week one, uh, Derby at Watertown, September the thirteenth. 
Week two, you have Bunnell at North Haven. That's September 20. Week three, Hillhouse at Bloomfield, September 27th. Week four, St. Joseph at New Canaan, October the 4th. Uh, on October 11th, week five, Newtown at Shelton. We get our first cheating week in week six as we, on Friday the 18th, we go see Sheehan at Barlow. And then on the 19th, it's Bullard Havens at ATI United, which is just fun to say. Week seven, uh, another two-game week on October the 25th, East Hartford at Southington. And then on the 26th, Darien at Greenwich. Week eight, Platt at Windsor. That is the first day of November. Week nine, Killingly at NFA on the 8th of November. Week 10, Shelton at Daniel Hand at the Surf Club, 11-15. Uh, week 11, Berlin at New Britain on the 22nd. And then Hall at Connard on the 23rd, a pair of inter-town uh, inter, uh, or at least cross-town rivalry games. On the 12th, we have, excuse me, week 12, and then we wrap it up Thanksgiving week. On the grabbing. Tw- on, thanks, grabbing. Excuse me, Ned. We'll uh, we'll cede to uh, to to common uh, to local customs here. On the twenty sixth of November, Valley Regional Old Lime at Haddam Killingworth. On the twenty seventh, West Haven at Fairfield Prep. And on the twenty eighth of November, yes, the season ends on the twenty eighth of November this year. Please don't look at the calendar because uh, the CIC offices may crumble. Uh, and Sonia at Naugatuck. That is how we will wrap things up. So by my count, that's seventeen games. 29 different teams that you will get a chance to see during the regular season if you uh, follow the, and I once again pull out my official name now, the Ned Griffin Ultimate Connecticut High School Football Itinerary. What do we think, That's Mr. Griffin? Fault. We get everything uh, get everything covered there? Uh, so the state finals are January 2nd? Yes, I believe that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even realize until I looked at the schedule how late the season goes in November. Yeah, no, it's uh, Thanksgiving uh, is is very late this year. The calendar is not being kind to those of us who uh, who who want to be uh, finished up with football before that we do our Christmas shopping. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, conclusion to the year. We're we're crossing our fingers all the way that the weather gods are going to be kind and. Uh, accepting that they probably won't be. But regardless of that, we, uh, we, we have an excellent regular season to follow. And uh, as always, Mr. Ned, we appreciate uh, all of your insight. Uh, I always say if you're not following Ned Griffin and uh, reading his lonesome polecat blog, then you're not following Connecticut high school football the wrong way. So, so much information, so many great games. We, uh, we can't wait to get it started uh, this week. All of the high school sports cross country got us started with a little bit, uh, a little bit early uh, last week. And now everybody else will, uh, will join them starting on Thursday and most of the football action taking place on Friday. So Ned, I know you will be out there enjoying all of it. We thank you as always for your uh, tremendous insights and uh, enjoy the games. Remember to get him his t-shirts as we go through the season. Yes, and also, please, ladies and gentlemen, please remember to go to www.theday.com backslash sports. Cheap plug. We need web hits, folks. Cheap plugs allowed and encouraged. We appreciate it, sir. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the football season. Thanks, Joel. Thanks so much to Ned. Check out his great work at the Day of New London, theday.com slash sports. Does a wonderful job keeping track of all high school sports, actually. He's not just a football guy. He does write about other things, but uh, he uh, he is all over the high school football beat, as you heard in that conversation. The guy uh, knows everything and, and really covers everything. So we really appreciate him uh, carving out some time, and I think he's going to do a, uh, a written version of what we just talked about there. So check that out. Be sure to check out his uh, his play his page and, uh, and all the good content they have there at the day. Uh, as we head into the high school foot, the high school sports season, I should say, not just uh, football, and we're certainly going to be covering a little bit of everything here, or attempting to. We will, uh, as I said, cross country got it started last week. Looking forward to see all the uh, results pouring in, and some good results already uh, from around the state, including some times. I saw uh, some really fast times early in the season uh, around the state of Connecticut, and then, uh, as I said, field hockey, boys and girls soccer, girls volleyball girls swimming and diving, and football all getting underway uh, a little later this week. It's going to be a fun time of year. As I said, find the uh, CIAC cast. You can find us on iTunes. If you listen to us there, please rate and leave us a review. Of course, subscribe there or on the Google Play, on Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, you should be able to find the CIAC cast. Check us out uh, on our Twitter and Instagram accounts, at CIAC Sports. Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. That's how you can keep tabs on us. And, of course, CIACsports.com, your source for all the information, hopefully, that you will need uh, throughout the high school sports season. I always forget the YouTube channel. YouTube.com and then search for CAS-CIAC. 
that's uh, how you're going to find our YouTube account uh, as well. Lots of good stuff there. Please uh, subscribe as well on YouTube. Uh, you'll get updated when we've got new content there, which we'll be putting up uh, throughout the fall season. So that's going to do it for this edition of the CIAC cast. We thank you so much for being with us. Hope we will uh, be back, as I said, sticking with our every other week uh, posting schedule here and uh, really looking forward to it. The fall season is about to get underway. Let's get into it. You will uh, be updated and have lots of good conversation about the world of high school sports right here on the CIAC cast. Let's enjoy the season. <laughs>